All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, this is Pastor Doug Minton here to dig deeper into the Psalms with you. This week we are doing Psalms 140 to 142 as we get ever closer, not only to the end of the year, but to the end of the Psalter as well. And these three Psalms are all Psalms of David, all bringing us back to that time with the words from the man after God's own heart. All seeking the Lord's mercy. Let's look at Psalm 140. To the choir master, a psalm of David. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their heart and stir up wars continually. They make their tongues sharp as the serpents, and under their lips is the venom of asps. Guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have planned to trip up my feet. The arrogant have hidden a trap for me, and with cords they have spread a net. Beside the way they have set snares for me. I say to the Lord, You are my God. I give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot, or they will be exalted. As for the head of those who surround me, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into fire, into miry pits, no more to rise. Let not the slanderer be established in the land. Let evil hunt down the violent man speedily. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. So far, Psalm 140. A prayer for deliverance. A prayer for God to give him an ear, to listen to his pleas for mercy. And it is a great prayer for David, especially as a man of war, a great warrior among the people of Israel, the man whom, whose military victories prompted the people to say, Saul has slayed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. He is very well known for his military acumen. That is also the source of his biggest trouble is that he has many enemies that surround him. Evil men who want to see nothing but him and his kingdom destroyed so that they don't have to worry about him anymore. And it doesn't even have to be military action. It can be political, as we have in verse 3. They make their tongues sharp as a serpent's, and under their lips is the venom of asps. We think of this especially among the politicians, of having that way to talk smoothly and to say what people want to hear, but also have drippings of stuff hidden in. We look at all kinds of laws that get passed and the bills that are like two and 3,000 pages long that go through Congress and have all kinds of things silently shuffled in there that nobody pays attention to because really, who reads all of them. That's having your tongue as sharp as a serpent, having the venom of asp underneath your lips. Being able to say flattering words, but truly 
being ready to strike the person as is needed. So as any warrior, any soldier who goes into battle, especially those who believe in the God of the Bible, the prayer in verse 4 is very, very appropriate. Guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have planned to trip up my feet. There are military people all over the world who go into dangerous situations on a daily basis. Hidden mines or anything else, snipers that come across to cause them to lose their life may just result in injury or even amputation of a limb, but still seeking to do harm to them. So they pray for God to guard them as they go about their missions, to do the things that for our military men and women help to preserve our way of life, our freedoms that we have and enjoy in this country. And again in verse 6, Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Kyrie eleison. As we say in the Latin, have mercy on me. Because without me, without, without God, we have nothing. Without God, there is no strength in us. Therefore, he says, O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation And then he prays for vengeance against his enemies, those who come up against him, seeking his evil. Do not further their evil plot. And then as for the head of those who surround me, the chief that is among them, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into fire, into miry pits, no more to rise. Here we have pictures of Sodom and Gomorrah with the raining sulfur and fire and hail coming down. But also pictures of Revelation, the hail of fire coming down upon those who refuse to listen to God. Ultimately, those who follow after the devil will end up in the lake of fire, being cast into it for all of eternity. Why does David have such a violent request? He simply wants God to do what God has promised to do. And that's verses 12 and 13. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. The upright shall dwell in God's presence. What about those who aren't upright? Well, they will be cast into the lake of fire, never more to rise, never to be heard from again, seeing the eternal destruction of hell. And that is truly not only for David, but also for Jesus and also for us. That our enemies, those who seek to do us harm simply because we bear the name of Christ, we pray for them to, A, have a turn of heart, but if not, we accept that God will thrust them into the fires of hell. 
or we move on into Psalm 141. This psalm is very familiar to us as it is the psalm that is used in the Lutheran service book as well as many other hymnals that have the service of evening prayer as the main psalm for the evening. And simply again, a focus on our prayer for God. So Psalm 141, a psalm of David. O Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds, in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me, it is a kindness. Let him rebuke me, it is oil for my head. Let not my head refuse it. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. When their judges are thrown over the cliff, then they shall hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the earth, so shall our bones be scattered at the mouth of Sheol. But my eyes are toward you, O Lord, my God. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. So far, Psalm 141. In the hymnic version of it, let my prayer rise before you as incense. The lifting up of my hands is the evening sacrifice. That great and glorious vision of the incense wafting off of the altar of incense in the altar and later in the temple. Symbolizing the prayers of the saints. Let my prayer rise before you as incense. Let it be a sweet-smelling offering in your nostrils. The lifting up of my hands, as is done oftentimes in prayer, let that be counted as the evening sacrifice, reminding us that God does not require sacrifice from us. It is not the blood of bulls and goats that turns God's attention toward us. It is the broken and contrite spirit. It is that spirit that humbly comes before God in prayer, seeking his mercy, seeking the answer to all the prayers and every time that we call upon him. And David continues by saying, Set a guard over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil thing. It is not within our ability to do these things. We cannot keep our hearts from inclining to evil. Every inclination of the heart of man is only evil continually, God tells Noah in the flood. We hear about that once again as you listen to the moments of meditation as we are going through the flood. We'll skip over verses 5 through 7 at the moment to keep with the psalmody as seen in the Lutheran service book. But my eyes are towards you. O God, my Lord, in you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Again, without God protecting us, we have nothing. Without God being our refuge, as we'll see in Psalm 142 in a moment, 
we have no defenses against sin, death, and the devil. But we go back to 5 through 7. What do we want? What are we asking for God in our prayers? Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil on my head. Let my head not refuse it. When we are corrected by a righteous man, that is a kindness. That is God showing his mercy upon us. And no, we don't like to be corrected. We don't like to be shown that we are wrong. But when it is done in the spirit of trying to regain us to the side of righteousness, to the word of God, it is a great blessing for us. It is that kindness. It is an anointing of the oil upon our head. And then when all those things that are promoting the evil ideas are gone, then they can hear our words. Then we can be the one who helps to instruct others in the way of the Lord. But all through that, we need God to guide and to guard us. So that in verses 9 and 10, the wicked fall into the trap that they have set for us. That they fall into their own nets and they are ensnared while we pass by safely. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. But that is our prayer. That God shows us mercy letting us bypass the snares that have been laid in front of us and letting the evildoers who set those very traps fall into them themselves, receiving justice for the works that they wanted to do against us. And how can we say this? Because we seek God to be our refuge, the place where we come to find mercy. And that leads us into Psalm 142. A maskal of David when he was in the cave, a prayer. Now, when is he in the cave? This is when he is being hunted down by Saul. This is when his life is on the line as an enemy of the state. And possibly even in the same moment where he and his soldiers are in the back of the cave while Saul is standing at the mouth. Is this maybe even the very prayer that he prayed at that moment. It very well could be. Could be a different moment. But again, he hid among the caves to find a way to avoid Saul's spear. Let's move into the text. With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. So far, Psalm 142. I pour out my complaint before the Lord. 
Many of us don't like to hear people complaining. Many of us don't know what to do with the complaints, especially for those who have spouses who like to vent. Not that they are looking for a solution to the problems. They are just wanting to vent and let it out. Some of us have problems with just not taking it on ourselves. That we don't take it upon ourselves that we have to find some solution to this. When many times there is no solution. Therefore, my spirit faints within me. Because we, even ourselves, sometimes lay our own traps. We seek to ensnare others and end up getting tangled in ourselves. And in those moments, we see that there is no refuge for us. There is no one looking for our good. And the only recourse we have is to call out to the Lord. You are my refuge. You are my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. And again, going back to David in the cave. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. Deliver me from all the troubles of this life. Help me to see the bountiful dealings that you will have with me. Because I have tried to be upright in heart. I have by your power done what I have been able to do. Knowing that the righteous will surround me. That in the end, by God's grace and mercy, I will dwell with him. Because he is my refuge. And that is the note I want to end on this week. God is your refuge and strength, as is said other places in the Psalms. He is there. He takes notice of you. He is the one that you can call on at any time because he will give ear to the prayers of those who are contrite in heart and humbly seek his mercy. That's it for this week. I am Pastor Doug Minton, thanking you for being here to dig deeper into the Psalms with me. I encourage you to be here on Mondays for the Confessional Corner, for the moments of meditation throughout the month, and also as we come closer to Christmas, the devotions on the O Antiphons, as well as the 12 days of Christmas, reminding us that, A, we're not in Christmas yet. And that when we do get to Christmas, there is a lot to be thankful for. And especially do we give thanks to God for showing us mercy, for being our refuge, being our strength as we wrestle with the theology around us. Amen.